I don't know if I've been so like disappointed before. I really do believe that Georgia will win it all. Yeah. No, Blake, what what I just heard was that you had predicting robes your senior year before we nice. took on predicting robes is what I just heard. And if you want to see Georgia basketball succeed, you gotta you know, you gotta be in Stegman, um, you know, making noise or, or at least just showing support instead of getting on Twitter and bashing these coaches and players and all and that was the nicest. That's correct. That was the nicest throwdown in the entire world. That is what we're gonna do, Daniel. You still assume that our pre-production meetings go smoothly. You still assume that. Listen, I don't. I think. I think we lost intern executive producer Michael somewhere in New Orleans. Like I don't think he's been. Get some milk cartons out. We are looking for intern executive producer Michael. Welcome to Talking Dogs. I'm Clint and I'm Daniel, and we're two guys who love UGA sports. One of us is from the South. And one of us is from the West Coast. One of us is a lifelong Georgia fan. One is a more recent convert. But we both share a borderline obsessive, often ridiculous desire to see UGA succeed just like you do. This podcast is a place to talk about the dogs the way you would at a tailgate, in your backyard, or over a drink with your friends. Are we insiders? Nah. Do we have lofty recruiting connections? Nope. We are just two guys who love talking about the dogs. So let's talk. Hello and welcome to episode 47 of the Talking Dogs podcast. I am Daniel. And I'm Clint. And we have both survived the Sugar Bowl. Daniel, we, we, we got to stop meeting confirm. like this. Like, stop doing we, podcasts this way. Listen, what? starting a podcast was the biggest mistake of both of our lives. We know that. 100%. It's been, it's been well documented. Uh, but here we are anyway. Uh, Again, we, people, we're doing this for you so that you don't have to do this with other people so that you can just pretend at work to not talk about Georgia. You know, when you come into work right. this week and everybody's right. on, hey, where's where's the big talker? Just go to your cubicle. We're here for you. Do this with us and we're doing it with each other so you don't have to. We're here to serve. It's a, ser- it's a service to the people. Yeah. And you, um, yeah, hopefully you benefit from it. Um, listen. There's no way to there's no dancing around that needs to be done here off the top of the show, okay? Um that was a train wreck of a football game from the first whistle. Actually, from before the whistle, but I digress. That was there was never a moment in that game, Clint, when I felt happy. There was never a moment in the game I thought we could win. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> it was awful, <clears throat> and just so that it's clear right off the bat where where you and I both stand, Clint. Yeah. That was not a seven-point loss. No. Okay? That's not what that was. Nope. We did not, listen, if you want to talk to somebody on Twitter about that, if that's what you want to go with in terms of your defense, if, if you have a, a rude-talking co-worker... Sure. And you want to come back with, we only lost by seven. No. That's fine. But just know in your heart that that's a stone-cold lie. Yep. We got dominated in that game. We got dominated in... Pop quiz, Clint. Yep. Name a phase of the game or a position group mm. on Georgia's team that played better than their counterpart position group okay. on Texas's team. Let me uh, let me go down the list. Uh, tackling. Uh, also, Richard LeCount. Uh, I'm out of a business. 
My business Hello. was was defending you. I'm no longer in that business, bro. Clint you... Shamblin, unemployed. Unemployed. Un... <laughs> my my job for the past six months has been defending you to my boy Daniel, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm I'm out of work, man. I feel like you owe me a formal apology, Daniel. <laughs> let me from let the record state. I formally apologize to Daniel. Uh, feel good tackling tackling. We did not win. We did not win that phase of the game. No, Clint. What about quarterback play? Did we win that phase of the game? Okay. Did, was that position group a win? I want to get straight our to our quarterback outplay their quarterback. I want to start with with a couple statements. First statement: Sem Ellinger is not a quarterback. He is a running back who happens to play the quarterback position and yet i say that and he outclassed the supposed completion leader of the sec he was a better him you take away the running yes right and he was a better thrower than from in this game which is but but hey that's a fact is a fact the most surprising thing about this game to me there were so many guys that didn't show. And I'll be the first one to say, we got dominated, yes. And, and we're going to keep going down the list. I have never seen a team not want to play a game so bad in my entire life. I haven't seen it before. I haven't seen a it team gross. be so disinterested in the game of football, the thing they were supposed to do, than this Georgia squad. Uh, and the guy who I was most surprised by was Jake Fromm. Just m- missing wide open receivers reads calls everywhere look i can see other guys kind of get in their head i thought for certain jake Fromm was going to steady the ship after all the the crap that's gone on with the portal and fields and kirby i thought you know Fromm's going to steady the ship and my goodness he did the opposite he was the one with his hair on fire running back and forth on the, the deck wondering how the heck he was going to get it out with no answers yeah, uh, we don't have to keep going down the list. The answer is no. none. The Good. answer is there's not a single position group that outplayed their counterpart. All the way down to, I mean, Rodrigo didn't do anything wrong in the game. Sure. But neither did their kicker. Sure. So was that a tie? Yeah. I guess we got we got a tie at kicker. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Cool. Well, that was the that was the best we could do in terms of position group by position group. Uh. <clears throat> I want to be clear before we keep going in this down this podcast because I said from the outset, this is where we stand. Position number one, where we stand, is uh, we got blown out in that game. Correct. Okay, we got our tails whipped in that game uh, on Tuesday night, January one, two thousand and nineteen. Texas was a better football team than Georgia. There was nothing else to be said. In defense. Let me help you, that's Georgia just a, fan. That's a plain and simple fact. When you're trying to type into your machine that broadcasts to some social site, and you, you start typing, uh, we're the better team, we just... Google Translate automatically erases that and supplements it with, you were bad, Texas was good, period. This parenthes- Parentheses, this person's really sad right now. Give Correct. them a break. Give them like, a break. That's what Google right. Translate is, is saying to all of us. Yes, but but that's 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 where we stand. Number one, and I want to just get real quick get back to Jake Fromm, but I think this will this will resonate for the entire team. We're gonna have some beefs and we're gonna air some grievances, but <clears throat> Clint, who 
who's the quarterback that you want to trade Jake Fromm for right now? Just just in case we're wondering. Like who's who's the guy you're looking to to take instead of Jake Fromm as your quarterback moving forward for 2019? You're you're asking me I don't think I understand the question. You're asking me. You're supposing first of all that we we want to trade Jake Fromm. No, I'm saying yeah, that's my question to you. Is do do you want to trade Jake Fromm and if so, who who do you want instead of him? You I mean you just bashed him pretty hard on here? Are you is that is that it? That it for you? You you ready to part ways? Daniel, don't don't try to don't try to do this to me. Your si- Your silence is deafening, Clint. Your silence is deafening. Look, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, Daniel. My my eyes went to to a man sitting on the sideline contemplating his future, and I I did think, I thought for a moment, put him in, put him in, You're- put him in. Go ahead, go ahead, Fields. What what do I got to give you? What do I got to say? Who do I got to gravel to? I did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're George everything Fields. that's you're everything that's wrong with this. I world. said a moment, Daniel. I did. I, I said a moment. I did not I'm just say. Saying, you're everything that's wrong. A moment you, with this world. Look, Listen, Jake Fromm is the best quarterback in the NCAA. That's it. He had a terrible, terrible game, but Jake Fromm is the best quarterback in the NCAA. Okay. I'm not gonna okay. go. I'm not gonna go that far. He's my quarterback going want, forward. He's my he's the best quarterback in the SEC. I don't know if he's the best quarterback in the entire nation. I'm not wanting to trade him. Fields is gone and I'm fine. I had a moment of of lapse. I agree with you, but best quarterback in all of college football? Yeah. Hundred percent. Okay. For what we I mean, for what we want to do. Again, we've talked about this. Like That's true. Tyler Murray yeah. and whatever. Like that's he's the best that's, I'm he's not the saying... best Georgia quarterback that we could have. He's the best Georgia quarterback we could have. Correct. I agree. 100%. Uh, <clears throat> I'll take Justin Fields over anybody for my team. So, that's that, I just want to get that on the You'll table. Take, I, th- I think we feel that Did, way. Was that a Freudian slip? You just said I'll take Justin Fields. I, did I just say Justin oh. Fields? Daniel, just, let me... No, uh, that's, hold on. That's you. Hold on. That's you rubbing off on me, Clint. Hold that's on. not what I mean. Uh, Daniel, you are, I, you are what, you're what's I will, wrong I, with people. Can I just say I that will back take I will take Justin Fields to the bus station <laughs> so he can so he can buy his ticket out of town. Uh that's where I'll take Justin Fields. Uh <clears throat> no, I'm just joking. I'll take them both. But Jake Fromm is my quarterback. I'm happy. I'm happy with where we're at. Um yeah, so uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna open the floor up to you, Clint. I know you have some thoughts and feelings that you need to get out. I do. Uh, this is a safe place. You can tell us anything, even that well, you even that you want Justin Fields over Jake Fromm. But I didn't. Again, you can't get me to say that because I didn't say that. So stop, stop it, Daniel. Mm-hmm. Stop mm-hmm. it. I said for a moment. Uh, look, mm-hmm. what did I what did I say, Daniel? Before we came on to this game on this podcast, before we started the game, the one big key was just guys go take care of business. Don't listen. And you told me, you said... And Clint, I remember it well. Who Who's in charge of making sure they do that? Remember that? Mm-hmm. I do. And you said, there's a man at the helm who's going to ensure they do so. Uh-huh. Uh, look, Kirby, I'm placing this... All of the circus that is revolving around our program right now, it's on you, bro. I don't know 
what's going yep. on. I'm not behind the doors. I'm not in meetings. I get that. But I do know one thing. This is on you, and you need to write this now. This is the first time I was – well, the second time. The fake punt, crack. This is a major, major vulnerability in your armor that this game, we came out there and did that on this stage to this team with these players, and this was a huge detriment. Kirby, you got to write the shit, man, and I'm I'm hanging this on the hook of what in the world just happened? Who were you for, for an entire month of the season? Where did you go? Hopefully, hopefully you were in witness protection somewhere, and this was just a doppelganger, and you're back. But my goodness. It's not a good look. It's not a good look for the head coach because, as you said, is a circus. I mean, we've we've been dealing with a circus around the Georgia program. It's yeah. the, it's the. Are we going to get into the playoff with two losses? Uh, circus. It's the. Uh, is our quarterback, our backup quarterback, going to transfer? Circus. And it's the Sugar Bowl. And then it's the Notre Dame and Oklahoma go and defecate on the bed. And everyone starts talking about Georgia coming out and proving a point and making a statement. And But as to your point, Clint, there's, a, there's one ringmaster of this whole circus. There's one guy. Okay? And that's not... And listen, Kirby will be the first to tell you, I believe, like that he's the guy. 100%. Okay. He's the guy making the millions and millions of dollars. Yep. Like he's the guy who's who's in charge of this thing. And when a loss like that happens, there's no one to blame. And listen, that's again, this uh, I don't two things can be true at one time. Yes. Right? That's just two 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 things can be true. I'm not saying that all of the Florida fans that say that Mark that Mark Rick that Kirby Smart is a terrible coach are right that he's a recruiter and he can't coach. I'm not saying that they're right. But this is a bad look. Yeah. For Kirby Smart. And something's gotta something's gotta give. This is a blemish on the resume. And Dude. it's a hundred percent a blemish on the resume. Doesn't mean I don't think he's the guy moving forward to take us where we want to go. Doesn't mean I don't think we can get over the hump. Doesn't mean that I think he's Mark Richt reincarnate. It doesn't mean that I think he can't coach and he can only recruit. It just means this is not great. No. You know? No, it's I, not great. This isn't great. And look, if you guys want to say you're elite players and coaches of Georgia, you know what elite teams do? They don't do this. They don't have blemishes. They have coaches leaving them. And they don't think, oh, our defense is going to be in shambles with it. Uh, they come out and take care of business. And even if we were going to lose this game, lose it in a, a somewhat honorable way. Yeah, Texas was all up for this game. I get it. They played out like they hadn't played out the entire year. I get it. But, guys, prove that you belong, okay? Please. Because we do belong. Kirby belongs. Our talent's there. Uh, prove it now, guys. Go out and do work. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. I'm, I'm with you. I agree with you. Mm, I mean, you getting some stats for us, you, Daniel? You just you say you you have to be careful though when you say things. 
Because this is a narrative I just can't. This is where I have to kind of I have to kind of draw a line. Um, because uh, elite teams absolutely do that. Oh, sometimes. Okay, give me give me some give me some stats, Daniel. Don't they? Well, I, I mean, do they not? I don't know, Daniel. Do they not do that? Because in 2014, uh, Alabama went to the Sugar Bowl, and they played a team from the Big 12, and it was the Oklahoma Sooners, and Oklahoma beat them. And beat them bad. Clint? They didn't, they didn't squeak by. They beat them bad. Look, Daniel. If you're gonna and, if you're gonna come at me with cold hard facts and, and numbers, and I Florida can't... and Florida State and Auburn played for the national championship that year, and while Alabama uh, lost in the Sugar Bowl to Oklahoma, and because they weren't motivated, and because of the kick six, and because of everything uh, that happened, uh, and there was just so much circus going around the program, and all the all the stuff and all the turmoil and you know what it was is they just didn't have a coach Clint who was man enough uh-huh. to lead them uh-huh. through that uh-huh. um, because they couldn't they just couldn't get it done. I want to let you That's all know it. right now. I just got trolled so hard by Daniel. This is he he said just up. I was just, you were just I was just fishing me. for you. I was just fishing. I put out a fake profile, you did. and you. I just slowly started having conversations with you, and then all of a sudden, you are what's that? What's what's that linebacker's name for? Uh, uh, Mon, uh, Monte uh, Teo. Uh, Teo. Yeah, I got catfish, Daniel. I got. You, you just got. Gosh, I just got. I just trolled you so hard, um, Clint. Um, Clint, the next year. After they lost that Sugar Bowl? Did they go to the championship game, Daniel? No. No, they didn't. They didn't. Hmm. They went they went back to the darn Sugar Bowl in the semifinals of the first ever college football playoff. And then they got Urban Mired. They got beaten. They got just uh What's the word? I was gonna make. I was. They got absolutely. Don't do it. Yeah, no. That's in yeah, poor taste. You can't uh, do that. Daniel. I was. I was. I was going. I was so close to it, and then I was like, nope. I can't. Nope. Can't do that. I really don't want to uh, edit more than I have to. Can we not? No. We just got to. Look, they got. They got beaten by Ohio State, uh, in the semifinals of the playoff. Uh, and it was just because they. It just wasn't. It was bad coaching. It was just because they. They they just weren't motivated, I guess, enough for the game. Or uh, yeah, here's the thing, Clint is um, this is a this is a bad look for Kirby, yeah. but it's not. Um, but it's just not that. It's not that unheard of. Elite. We're talking about when we say elite teams. Yep. Let me tell you about like. This is not just this is first of all we're talking about elite college football teams made up of college kids. Okay? Okay, let me tell you what doesn't happen. The Golden State Warriors don't lose in the first round of the playoffs. Okay? Like that's what doesn't happen. The Golden State Warriors don't lose in the first round of the playoffs. But we're talking about college kids. But even if you want to go to like I don't know, like David Tyree and Eli Manning. Like and the New England Patriots, like who 
who just, I guess, weren't well coached enough to beat an average New York Giants team in the Super Bowl. Like, it just sometimes good, great teams, sometimes elite-level teams lose these kinds of games. Daniel, That's okay. For the entirety of our friendship, I have not once ever mentioned the New York Giants with you. This is an all-time first. This is... This will so I I save it for special occasions this is, when I pull out when you when, when I pull out the, the helmet catch reference yeah yeah uh, no um, you're, okay okay I I see your point but also it's just not a, it's it's an awful feeling to be here it's just an awful feeling it is and next time Kirby it's don't a, like a tweet that somebody says they're gonna come bash you in the face don't like that tweet bro mm, just stay off social mm. media man okay. Somebody, Listen, somebody the, take his the, phone away. Somebody take his phone away. Look, just somebody. Look, Beth, Beth Myers or whatever her name is. I don't know what Urban's <laughs> wife's name is. Oh, uh, I thought you were talking about Beth Mowens, everyone's favorite play by play announcer. No, oh no, please. Uh, look, she said she doesn't want her husband to coach anymore because she knows another scandal is around the corner, and she doesn't want to lose the retirement. Okay. So she said, I don't want him to coach anymore. That's that's a quote. Get me out. Get me out now. Get right. me out. Somebody, somebody, maybe Kirby, Mrs. Kirby, if you're listening, go ahead and remove the cell phone when you see your husband. Her name is, her name is Mary Beth. Mary Smart. Beth. Just refer to her by name, please. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> is she like from your hometown or something, Daniel? Like, your, do your moms just, do canasta together or something like just, that? Not. I'm just saying, she, the woman has a name. You went with Beth, Urban Meyer's wife's name. I don't know what. You, you got a um, guess, Daniel? No, that's what. No, your 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 points well your points well taken. Your points well taken. Uh, P.S. The 2009 Sugar Bowl, Alabama lost to Utah, 31 to 17. Who and with Nick Saban as the coach of that of that team. I got you all hot and bothered with this conversation. You're just doing a deep dive. I'm just saying. If you look at the history of the Sugar Bowl, even, you can find plenty of examples of elite teams with elite coaches didn't, losing. Didn't we say you can go ahead and find yourself in some big trouble down in New Orleans? Didn't we say that, Daniel? We did say that. Turns out we're we the ones in that. trouble. Uh, all right. Let's get off look, the Sugar I don't, Bowl, please. Can we, let's get, can we let's, move on? Let's get off the Sugar Bowl. Okay. All right, let's, 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 greener pastures, Daniel. Let's talk about the hardwood. Let's get down and talk about some basketball. Let's hard. Well, are we gonna have we're gonna have a we're gonna have a we're gonna go to the guests first. We're gonna have a guest on first. I suppose that, we, I suppose we can if we want to. Uh, yeah, no, we have is a guest. Is that not what we we're gonna do? That is what we're gonna do, Daniel. You still assume that our pre-production meetings go smoothly. You still assume that. No, I don't. Listen, I don't. I think I think we lost intern executive producer Michael somewhere in New Orleans. Like I don't look, think he's been. Look, he, he went has down. Fallen. He went down for he's, Christmas break. He went down south, and I think he got some some home cooking. He ain't coming back, Daniel. He's gone. No, I have not. Yeah, it's and the show is really lacking. If yeah. you if you haven't been able so, to tell. So if if we can uh, put some posters up, get some milk cartons out. We are looking for intern executive producer Michael. Uh, if you That's see right. him. If you've Michael, seen him, come point him, come home. Michael. Point him back to us. Yeah, come home. Point him, point him back. Um, uh, yeah. So let's let's um, uh, let's transition away from 
well, maybe let's let's bring somebody else into some Sugar Bowl talk. But we got we got a, a guest on the show. We've been excited to have this guy on for a long time. Uh, Blake Morgan. Many of you maybe follow him on Twitter. Um, uh, he's a big time Georgia fan, uh, buddy of ours, and he runs the uh, the College Football Home Twitter account. Also, uh, so uh, we're gonna bring him on the show now to talk about the Sugar Bowl and to maybe talk about some hoops as well. All right, welcome to the show. We want to welcome to the show uh, Blake Morgan. Uh, you all probably already know him and follow him on Twitter. Uh, he also runs the the Twitter handle CFB Home, um, which is a great source for general college football information. But we're not here to talk about general college football information. Nah. Uh, but Blake is a big time Georgia fan, uh, football, basketball as it should be. He is a big-time Georgia fan, so I uh, wanted to have him on uh, to get his thoughts on uh, what's been happening at Georgia. So, Blake, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on, man. What's up, guys? Appreciate it. Uh, all right, well, I guess we kind of got to start. Um, yeah, I was just saying before we started recording, I, I didn't really expect us to be talking about the Sugar Bowl this much, but uh, but here we are. We're one day, a couple days, maybe if you're listening to this on Thursday, a couple days removed from uh, just a just a really miserable evening of college football. Uh, so, Blake, really curious to hear your thoughts. Quentin and I have talked ad nauseum about our feelings about this game, but really curious to hear your thoughts as you watched the Sugar Bowl last night. Man, I don't know if I've... I don't know if I've been so like disappointed before. Um, yeah, I mean it was just it was disappointed from the beginning of that game. Um, Absolutely. And you know, I mean, I, I don't think anybody expected that to happen um, going into that game. I mean, I certainly didn't. Uh, when you when you just compare the two teams, I mean, it's Big Twelve against SEC. You can make any excuse you want, but Georgia should not have lost that game. And uh, we just, I mean, dude, we got we got completely dominated from beginning to finish, and that's really it. I mean, there's no other words than that. Yeah, 100%. As you look at it, are you like a, are you a guy that is, that's going to resonate with the, the line of, of uh, talk that's like, Georgia wasn't ready, we were, we, we came out lethargic, we weren't up for this game. Which is not really an excuse. That's a problem, if that's true. Yeah, that's, that's a bigger a problem. Coaching problem. Yeah. That's a coaching problem. That's a whatever. But like, are you are you buying into that line of thinking? Are you buying into um, the players that were out had such a big factor? Are you buying into a line of thinking that says Texas is just better than we thought they were? Like, what what's your as you've had a few hours, a, a day, two days now to process? Like, yeah. what conclusions have you come to? Honestly, I'm still thinking about it. Like, I really have no clue. I, the only thing I can really think of is Texas just wanted, you know, to send a message maybe that they're back. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you, you saw the stuff on Twitter that George's players were tweeting all week, and, yeah. and then they, they go and do that on the field. I mean, it just doesn't – it really doesn't make any sense when you think about it. But – No, it makes it makes know, no sense uh, – 
And I think Daniel's question is what Sam Ellinger said after the game was, you know, this was a statement game. They wanted to prove Texas is back and this proved it. Uh, and oh, for I, sure. look, I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pontificate if Texas is back. Uh, Cause it's Texas. I'm not, I'm not interested yeah. in that game. Um, but what, what does this do? What does this do for our players that are currently on the roster? Like, how how do they feel after this? What where do they go from this? Well, you know, from what I saw last night, we we were playing a lot of fresh faces, and I'll touch on this while I'm at it. Oh. This is one of the this is one of the positive things that we can that Georgia can take from this is that Georgia was playing. I mean, you you look from top to bottom when we we're throwing one freshman in after another last night. Oh, a hundred percent. We had and, a couple guys. We had a couple guys play. That had never played like huge snaps that were playing their first ever college game. Yeah. You think Daniel, about Devon Wilson and Aziz Oljavari. Yeah, you and I, mean, I you and yeah. I saw three eight on the field, and we wondered, who, wait a second, who is that? Who who's three eight? That, that was the first time that's ever happened yeah, you, to us. You don't get to game fourteen and have to look at the depth chart no. to figure out who's on the field often. But that was what we were doing last night, right? And yeah. I don't I don't know if I don't know if this game will mean anything for. You know, some of these juniors coming back, it might play a, a, a factor in maybe their decision, maybe a little. I don't, I doubt it. But yeah. you know, as far as the guys are on the team right now, you know, these these guys were just. I think the younger guys were more excited to play than actually, you know, I hate to say, it, but like win that football game. They mm. were just so excited to finally get that chance. And I think that it, it'll be more positive, you know, down the road from now. It's it's tough to swallow right now, but it, it'll be a, a you know a positive. Factor down the line, I believe. Yeah, I, you'd like to think so. <laughs> uh, yeah, you'd like know. to think so. Huh. You'd, you'd like to think so. It's, it's, there's, I mean, it's gonna be. I mean, there's no way to, to sugarcoat this. I mean, it's gonna be a rough off season. If you're on Twitter, if you're on any social media outlet, I mean, it's gonna be a rough summer. Hundred um, percent. All right. So look, look, Georgia fans know, like we we do plenty of talking. Oh gosh. And 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 listen. When the more talking you do, the more talking gets done right back at you. And so, like this is one you're gonna have to swallow, yeah, for the whole offseason well, because it's coming. And like that's you said. Uh, that's my question. Maybe going back a little bit to the positives, uh, is this is this good to have going in the offseason? Like that little taste of blood for Georgia because they were clearly pouting that they didn't get into the playoff. All the players were complaining about it and they watched Notre Dame get slaughtered. Um, is this, is this a good reality check or is like never welcome this? Or is this a, Hey, let's do a silver lining thing. Let's take something good out of it. You know, I really don't know. I, I, I would hope that they would try to take something good out of it, but I, I mean, I really don't know that, that answer to be honest with you, but you, you'd hope that they would take just, you know, what you can get positive out of it but um I, dude i'm like like i said from the beginning I, I, I just i'm still lost for words from this and i don't i just don't there's no way to sugarcoat this you know yeah 100 percent um all right let's Clint, you got any more sugar bowl you, you got any more sugar bowl talk i'm gonna mention one more thing well yeah okay more. yeah go ahead blake yeah all right George, i'll tell you this georgia had 72 rushing yards on 30 carries. Oof, and that's, that's really all you need to know. Oof. That's just throw up in a bag. And we gave up so many rushing yards. Swift that's had 12, 
12 rushing yards the whole night. DeAndre Swift. I, I can't. I look, can't. Look, I can't talk about DeAndre Swift look, anymore. If DeAndre have, Swift to, is not, if, I'm starting look, to get heated again. Look, I'm starting to get look, heated Daniel. Again. I just want to remind you: be be careful, be careful, because you know you know Big Daddy's somewhere on the corner. Okay, so the, uh, look, easy look, on the words. I just, I just <laughs> if if Big Daddy listens to this podcast, then that's that's fine. I guess it's I'll, over for you. <laughs> it's over for me because I I couldn't I couldn't watch it anymore last night. I, was, no, I mean, it wasn't everybody, just... everybody has a bad game, and, and I don't, I'm not blaming him for that, but when you look at the numbers, and I mean, the, the second fumble he had, you know, that that was the turning point in the game, when Texas went up yep. 17 nothing. that was the, that was where it turned, um, you know, you can't, yeah. you can't necessarily blame that on DeAndre, no. fumble twice, but, you know, no, and it wasn't, I mean, we gave up that last touchdown, for sure, that was uh, the coffin, I'm but, but, but but yeah, we we had the defense had started to play well, but between the punt and oh. the turnover, it, it just was yeah, it was it the, was real real downhill real fast. Which is just if you've been a Georgia fan for a while, that was just such a familiar feeling, and Georgia. not not great, not mm-hmm. great. Nope. Um, give me Blake one one sentence prediction, 2019 season. Georgia football ends how? Ooh. Georgia will win the 2019 national championship. He did it. That's what I'm this, talking about. He did That's it. That's what I'm talking this, about. I, hey, I said this on Twitter. I said it. I put this in my daggum senior quote back before Kirby was even at Georgia. I said 2019 was the year. I expected Easton to be a senior this year. That's why I said it, but I'm still going to stick with it. I think Easton will be a redshirt junior, but he will be 4,000 miles away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was expecting him to be a senior at Georgia if he wasn't in the NFL already, but I was expecting right. him, you know. But when you just look, I mean, when you look at it with, with all the talent returning, hopefully some of these juniors might come back. I really don't know that yet. We'll find out in the next couple of days. But when you look at it from top to bottom, I mean, it's Georgia and Alabama and Clemson again next year. And I, I think – I really do believe that Georgia will win it all next year. It's just – it's hard It's hard right now to get motivated for that. Yeah. But so that's Blake, all, that's so all we... summertime, come summertime, then, you know – once once July rolls around, I, I mean, I really believe Georgia will win it all this yeah. year. No, Blake, what what I just heard was that you had predicting robes your senior year before we yes. took on predicting robes, is what I just heard. And I'm <laughs> early early adopter, early adopter and of the predicting robes. Love it. Early adopter of the predicting robes. Uh, all right, let's transition as all Georgia fans are right now. Let's transition hopefully to the to the hardwood yeah that's my first question to you because i know you're big i mean you look you run a a college football twitter account you know that's got thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of followers uh you're obviously a big time college football fan right tell me why every georgia fan should be a georgia football fan and a georgia basketball fan well, when you, when you look at, you know, Georgia basketball in the last couple of years, we've never had – it never seems like we'd always, you know – when it comes to Georgia football, it's like everybody is all in. Everybody's – you know, you go to Athens yeah. on Saturday, it's ridiculous. You know, everybody right. – Georgia football is, is, is it. But when it comes to basketball, it's always like 50-50 for some reason. Half are on board, half are not. And yeah. that's, that's really the reason why – uh, our our basketball program hasn't hit, 
you know, peak in my opinion. That's why Mark Fox was fired, in my opinion. I was a big Fox supporter, but nobody would get on board and nobody would pack the stake. Nobody would, you know, go all in for that. And uh, that's that's really the, the biggest downfall. And if you want to see Georgia basketball succeed, you got to, you know, you got to be in Stegman, um, you know, making noise or, or at least just showing support instead of getting on Twitter and bashing these coaches and players and all. Um, you know, it's one thing to be critical, but it's another thing to just completely disown these coaches and players and all because, I mean, yeah. half our fan base hated Mark Fars. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, you I, know, if Tom yeah. Crane is the man, Tom Crane, Tom Crane can get it done. But it starts, you know, with the fans. Fans got to get on board. Daniel, that's what I'm talking about. Listen, uh, if, listen if to this man. Listen yeah. to this man. Listen to this man. Daniel, uh, we need Blake on more often because you and I are just grumpy old men who just call out people by <laughs> name. And that was the nicest. That's correct. That was the nicest throwdown in the entire world. Because uh, Georgia fan he, somehow he came at all of Georgia fan base, right? But in a very endearing way. Yeah, like no, hey, man, I take I take my fair share of heat on Twitter. I, I, trust me, and and I was yeah. I was I was pissed off at Mark Fox for a lot too. He did a lot of bad stuff too. But when it comes to trying to excel your program, you can't just keep hating on him forever. You got to at yeah. some point, you know, get behind him. Yeah, absolutely. But but that being said. Mark Fox is no longer the coach in Athens. We wish him well. Tom Crean is. Tom Crean um, has shown us some signs of life already. Uh, we have seen some sadly classic Georgia basketball blunders already This uh, in this early part of the schedule. Uh, give us your thoughts about the season so far. Georgia goes into SEC play this weekend. Uh they have one more non-conference game, but for the most part, they finished up their non-conference slate. Uh, the record is what it is. The wins are what they are. The losses are what they are. But give us your overall thoughts about what you've seen so far from this team before we get into what happens next. Well, they're actually done with the non-conference schedule. Um, Don't we have a game in January? That's what I'm talking about. We got a yeah, – well, uh, we play Texas. Uh, no, we played oh, Texas. yeah, you're right, you're right, you're yeah, right. Yeah, we have one more non-conference game, but yeah. But for the I most part. you were talking about before the conference schedule started. Yeah, we had Texas yeah. on the 26th, I believe. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, when you, when, not necessarily a hard non-conference schedule. We had uh, two top 25 teams, I believe. Um, we lost both of them. Clemson was a worse loss, but we had that chance against Arizona State, which really could have, you know, made some noise, but... Uh, as far as the non-conference, not necessarily, like I said, not necessarily a tough schedule. We took care of business for the most part in most of the games. Some good wins. Uh, Tech was a good win. I think down the line might be a, a good win. Um, uh, we we lost to uh, Georgia State. That was really the the game that was like, man, is this is this the kind of season we're gonna have? You know, if we we lost, we just got killed by Georgia State. Yeah. It's and not that we State lost to Georgia State. We right. We got annihilated. And, and by the way, State runs the, the state right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, right. Exactly. Um, but you know they turn right around the next week and beat Alabama. So. Uh, yeah, that's a decent team, and we said right. that at the time. That's a decent. That's a decent right. team. It was the way we lost that Clemson Georgia State game that really it was. It, it was, was a normal trip down to the Cayman. So. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, like I said, not necessarily a tough schedule. So Georgia's it, it definitely it might be their biggest test of the of the year Saturday, and I'm I'm very I'm looking forward to it. But it's it's going to be 
a brutal task. All right, ra- some rapid-fire questions so, from what you've seen so far. Who, who's the best player on this team, Hammonds or Claxton? From a that, – that's, that's tough because I love them both. But, you know, the, the, the better a pick is probably Claxton. But when you look at, like, Rayshon Hammonds, Rayshon Hammonds, I don't remember if anybody actually remembers this, but he was actually projected a first-round pick at one point last season in the NBA draft. When he's a true freshman, he was a projected first round pick, and um, season kind of yeah. was was average. But um, I think if he could, he's having a great season right now. If he can, you know, take that game to the next level, you know, Rayshon has all the all the tools. But Clashton is just so tall, and his his skill set is ridiculous. What he can do at almost yeah. seven feet tall. But uh, is, it's it's a nasty duo. They're they're great together. Is Claxton more of a benefit of Crean and Hammonds more just naturally talented? Is that the feel, or are they both the same ability? Well, Rayshon out of high school was you know top fifty player in the country, I believe. Yeah, and and Clax was a three star out of South Carolina that you know Mark Rick. Well, I mean I, obviously his dad played, but I mean Mark, Mark Fox. Fox. Excuse me, Mark Fox. Excuse me. He uh, kind of brought him in, but. Um, I, I'd say, you know, just because at the position, I think Rajon is, is a better, you know, athlete just because he's, 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 he's six, seven, but he can do everything. But Clax is seven foot and he still can do everything. So it's kind of, it's kind of the same, but, uh, they have a lot of, a lot of same characteristics for sure. Yeah. Uh, if you one's just like ten feet tall, so yeah, yeah one's just ten <laughs> feet tall has has nine foot arms. Yeah. Um, if you were setting the starting lineup for the game at Tennessee, who's your five? Uh, I'd go with Clax, Rayshon. Um, I really, you know, Tyree hasn't started a lot this season, but I, I don't I think, think he started he, once. Has he? Has he maybe started I once? I think he started once. Um, yeah. You know, Turtle hasn't been really great either. I think we've been, been starting to Sean Hightower a lot. Yeah. Um, then you got Obede and then, um, you know, either Jordan Harris or uh, I think that's it. Um, I, tell, I tell you a guy that I really like that's coming on is Amante. I mean, that dude, he's, he's yeah. really starting to come on. Um, yeah. He played a lot. He played a lot early the other night. And I thought he was going to get some heavy rotation, but then uh, it didn't seem like he got in as much after that. But he came in really early and played well. I've, I've liked what I've seen out of him every time he's been on the floor. He's like Yante Mayton part two, except he's more he's more athletic, and that's scary. Because remember, Yante is freshman year didn't get all the looks, but when when it, when he when he did get his looks his sophomore junior senior season I mean he was ridiculous and Amanze he's he's exactly the same height just by the same weight and um, yeah I wouldn't and I wouldn't even say Yante is a freshman he didn't have the shot the outside shot at all oh no you know, yeah. he didn't he didn't develop that until later Amanze's already shown signs that he can make that shot and he's comfortable taking it so I like yeah. that I like that I, I'd go Clacks Obede. Uh, Hammonds, and I, 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 I think Hightower is better at point than Turtle Jackson. He just slows it down so much, you know. Hightower will attack, yeah. he slows it down, and it gets frustrating at times. It's probably the smarter thing to do, but it gets really frustrating. Mm. Hightower will push it, so I put Hightower at the point. 
and then you can, you know, I guess I, I'd go with uh, Tyree, but um, yeah, that's it kind of depends on it, it, yeah. It really just you know yeah it really depends you know you got uh, what's his name Admiral Schofield and and uh, Grant Williams from Tennessee those two guys are are gonna be a handful I don't know, I don't even know who, who's gonna match up with who I guess Ray Shaw there's a lot of matchup there's a lot of matchup problems for Tennessee because they've yeah. got they got a bunch it, of five foot three case, guys that play in the post. In that case, the Torian might start um, for that reason. Torian Wilbers might start. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's clear that the Torian and uh, Harris are best two best defensive players, uh, yeah. and so I think Crean likes them on the wing as well, even though they're they're kind of limited offensively. Uh, all right, well, give us before we let you go, give us your thoughts as you look ahead to this SEC. Uh, season, I mean, we're eight and four right now. Yep. We have got a full conference slate plus a game at uh, versus Texas at the Stag um, in the SEC Big Twelve Challenge. What, what are you What are you looking at from this team now that you've seen now that you've seen us a little bit? What do you expect in this conference season? Well, well there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is, well, I'll start with the bad news. The bad news is you start off with maybe five losses in your first six games. If we're being realistic, I mean, you might start off with five losses in your first six conference games. I mean, you got at Tennessee, at Auburn, Kentucky comes to Athens, you go at LSU, and then you got Florida and Athens, which we we, we, we have we have to beat Vanderbilt and Florida and Athens. I mean, that's 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 a must. You have to, Gosh, that second game against Vanderbilt that's huge. in Athens it's, it's, on January it's, it's, it's 9th. It might define the rest of this. I know that sounds crazy, but it might define the rest of the season. That's a must-win game, regardless of what anybody says. I mean, you got to win that game. Yeah, hundred percent. And then after that, I mean, you go at Auburn, at uh, Kentucky's in, in Athens, Florida's in Athens, at LSU, um, LSU's point guard. I think he's a he's a projected first-round pick in the NBA draft. And then you know you got Texas in Athens. So I mean, it's, it doesn't get easy. But the good news is after that. Georgia will have a chance to win every single game they play from that point on. And um, that's the good news. I'm not saying they will win them all, but they, they'll, they'll have a chance to be in every single one of those games. No more Kentuckys, no more Tennessees. Yeah, we got to have Florida in there. but the other yeah, yeah, we do. Auburn comes out. That, that's going to be a huge game. Auburn and Athens. That's on a Wednesday so night, though, so. So you're saying you're saying we might start 0 and 8 and then go 8 and 0 to finish 8 and 8 in the conference. That's what you're, that's what you're giving us. Uh, your no, prediction. I, Georgia, will, I, if you there's a there's a website y'all probably seen at teamrankings.com, mm-hmm. and they uh they put out these projections that like your percentage to win. Obviously, it's you know you can't base your performance on percentages or whatever, but they give you a percentage of your chance to win. And they they have Georgia losing like twelve of their last whatever amount. Of, like they're not they're not supposed to win any of these games coming up. And right, I mean, I, I don't blame them for doing that because I mean these are some brutal games to start out. But you know, Georgia they'll win some games they shouldn't win, and they'll lose some games they shouldn't lose. And that's if they get seventeen wins this season, it'll be a a good first season for Tom Green. Yeah. I mm-hmm. think that's that's nine com- that's nine wins. Not not if we beat Texas, right? If you that'd beat be Texas, eight conference wins. You'll have you have Texas. nine and what is that? Nine and seven or nine and yeah? Uh, that'd be that'd be like nine and eight. That'd be insane. Would be great. Yeah, sixteen would, is fifteen. Sixteen is probably what I'm assuming we'll get. Ooh. Um, yeah. I know it sounds rough, but 
Well, you're a Georgia fan, so welcome to the club. Yeah, that's 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 what we do. That's, yep. yep, that's sort of that's sort of our thing. Uh, <clears throat> you gotta believe in them. You gotta believe, man. I like it. That's what I'm talking about. Listen to this, man. Mm-hmm. Please uh, do. Blake, Blake, remind the people again. I'm, I'm sure everybody's following you on Twitter. Remind the people of where they can yell at you if they don't like your opinion. Where they can find you on Twitter. Man, I tell you, I'm having a rough time right now, man. I'm I'm taking a lot of L's on Twitter, but I'm at Ray J Morgan with two N's at Morgan, and then my other account is in my bio on that. I'll talk with you, but man, if it's it gets rough in there sometimes. These these people love to mess with me. Twitter. So, sometimes I don't. I have some some horrible takes sometimes, so rightfully so. But I'm not as bad as Danny Cannell. Ooh. Look, well, easy on that, man. Don't hate yourself to the bottom. Yeah, Blake, not. come on hey, off the ledge, man. Just, hey, come on off the ledge. <laughs> Look, this guy, I swear, before I got on this podcast, this guy just tweeted at me, and he said, um, my man Blake Morgan's been real quiet lately. It's, I mean, Danny Cannell's, he's, uh, me and him been going back all season, so it's he's, he's a long, long. <laughs> Listen, what's that, what's that saying? An enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah. I think yes, that just means that means Blake and I are friends. Yeah, I think that's what that means. That's just all. That's all I heard from that that conversation. All right, look, follow this man on Twitter. Uh, get at him, Blake. We're so happy to have you on the podcast. Uh, we'll have you back on here soon uh, to talk more Georgia hoops and signing day coming. Uh, you know, spring signing period coming up sure. and all that good stuff too. Absolutely, appreciate it, guys. Be well, Blake. All right, man. We'll talk to you. We'll see you. All right, so Clint, let's. We've heard from Blake. Uh, let's get. Let me. Let me get your thoughts uh, in terms of the basketball team. Uh, we'll be back to football season. We'll be back to signing day and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, we got some big recruiting stuff happening. I think there's some guys set to announce this weekend even. Uh, so should be a big, should be a big weekend. We'll have plenty of Georgia football stuff to talk about. But the the focus turns in in all earnesty towards basketball uh, for the next couple months. And it couldn't happen at a better time. No, it couldn't. We got, not only do we have the highest ranked team Georgia will play all season on Saturday, but we have the first SEC game of the season on Saturday uh, when Georgia goes to the God-forsaken land of Knoxville, Tennessee and takes on the Tennessee Volunteers. Uh, Before we get to that, we asked the question... Of Blake, uh, but I'm curious as to your thoughts. Give me your, give me maybe if you have a couple, a few big takeaways from this point in the season, uh, uh, and in terms of our team, our players, our wins, our losses, uh, our coach, any of that. Where, where, where are you at right now? All right, here's. I'm gonna try to tell this in analogy form, if I can, Daniel. I have not been oh. through the grind of the SEC basketball season. All right, admittedly. So I don't know what that grind is like. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's like to go week in and week out playing against Kentucky, Tennessee, Auburn, Florida. I, I have no idea. All right. Uh, but I do know this about this team. They have shown me enough. You ever watch a, a boxing match and some guy just clearly... Is, should not be in the ring 
because the other team, the other guy should be better. And they say they have a puncher's chance. And what they mean by that is at mm-hmm. any moment they can they can just knock one <laughs> right on the chin and just floor a guy. Daniel, this team yep. has that feeling to me. We have a puncher's chance in a lot of games because we're a little bit of a wild card. We've been up and down. We've seen some really, really high highs. We've seen some terrible lows. But all in all, we got talent. We got guys who are buying in. We got Crean, who's cold-blooded assassin. And I think we sneak off one, two, three wins against teams we shouldn't somewhere along the line. And we're going to lose some stinkers. But I think... We're going to pop a couple of people on the chin, and it's going to feel so damn good, Daniel. I, I, I think we are that puncher who just at any moment could. And then, and then the rest of the fight look horrible. But just get that one shot in. I, I think we have a couple of those coming our way this year. Yeah, I. to be honest with you, I, I, I said early in the season, I and mean, we said on the basketball preview show, both of us kind of said this, we thought that same thing. We felt like this was going to be a team that was going to beat some teams that shouldn't beat. Um, and we haven't yet. We truly haven't. We won at Georgia Tech, which is an important win for the state, for recruiting, for... I mean, beating Georgia Tech in basketball is a big deal. Uh, much bigger deal than beating them in football. But, but we haven't beaten anybody that we should have beaten, or that we shouldn't have beaten yet. You know, we lost at Temple. Right. We lost to Clemson on the neutral site. We didn't beat Arizona State. Ugh, that was, uh, that we, was we couldn't get it done. But man, I I feel like we're gonna do that same thing as well. And listen, Clint, there's no sense in me burying the lead. I think it's gonna happen on Saturday. Okay. I think we're gonna beat Tennessee on Saturday. Okay. Listen, I don't. You just have to forgive me. Because, listen, t- I mean, Tennessee, they went to the, like, Elite Eight last year. Mm-hmm. They return literally everybody. Sometimes people say they return everybody. But Tennessee actually returned everyone. Correct. From the team that went to the Elite Eight last year. But I'm not scared of Tennessee. Wow. That's just like, listen, Auburn, I think, is a better team than Tennessee. Uh, and, and so I think we're getting Tennessee at the perfect time because Tennessee's not going to win the SEC this year. Spoiler alert. Okay. Tennessee's not going to win the SEC this year. They're ranked number three in the country right now. They are, uh, and they should be ranked number three in the country. They've played great this year. They've been blowing people out, but they just don't scare me. They're, and it's the reason they don't scare me is because their elite players are just not scary dudes. They're just mm-hmm. boring, uh, blue collar type of basketball players, which I get like is good and gets it done. But they just it it feels like to me if Claxton doesn't get in foul trouble, mm-hmm. he basically take one of them away, mm. like just. Who you want to put Grant Williams on? You're going to tell me Grant Williams can shoot over Nicholas Claxton. I, I don't know. Like in, can. in in any scenario, I just I'm just we haven't done a lot of like real hardcore look ahead basketball game, but this is a big game on Saturday, Georgia fans. You should be watching. 
And I'm telling you, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm not taking it as a lock that Georgia will win, but I've been I'm waiting with bated breath for this line to come out. Okay. Because I don't know what the line is going to be, but I know who I'm going to bet on. And I know I'm going to be catching some serious points on the road. If this was a game in Athens, I would tell you, I would make it a lock that Georgia would win this game. But I'm telling you, I think we've got a real shot to win on the road at Tennessee uh, this weekend. So that's how I feel. That's how I feel about this team. Daniel, you just just talked yourself in a little corner over there. Just I really did. I I started. I went. I started going down the road, uh-huh. and words were coming out. So many words, and you just didn't know what they out. were. And you kind of your eyes kind of got really big. Like, wait, what am I saying? What's going on? I, I started thinking back to the two thousand and nine Sugar Bowl again, <laughs> and I like couldn't. I don't know. I couldn't. I couldn't get out of my head. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, I like this team. I, if I had a big, I don't know if you have a, a big, like one thing you would change about this team club, but if I, if I could change one thing about this team, uh-huh. I think it would be the rotation and do you want I it expanded a, or do you want it shortened? No. Yeah. Okay. Good. I want it contracted. Yes. Uh, yeah. And I, and I want it. Eh, I shouldn't say contracted. Uh, I just want it honed in. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a better word for what I'm looking for. Uh, yeah, I still think we're getting some minutes that I just don't understand. And listen, this is for somebody. Somebody seriously, seriously, someone tweet at me, tweeted us on the at, at Dogs Podcast, please. And t- and tell me, how is this not Mark Fox two point Mark Fox coaching two point Because <sighs> because that was the thing that we were all yelling at our televisions about, right? About how why is this person coming into the game? Why are you taking out the hot shooter? Look, Claxton plays an appropriate amount of minutes. Tom Crane understands Claxton can't come out of the game. Mm-hmm. Rayshon Hammonds plays an appropriate amount of minutes. Tom Crean understands Rayshon Hammonds can't come out of the game. But everybody else, I just don't see the distribution going the way that... Why is Christian Harrison playing significant first-half minutes? I literally have no answer, Daniel. Why? Why is Christian... Christian Harrison seems like a great dude. He gives a lot to the program. He's... He's going to class. He's studying hard. He's a walk-on. That's a not. It's not an easy gig. He's he's okay? enjoying his college experience, Daniel. Let him. That is not an easy gig. Let him enjoy it with fresh legs. Okay. Why is he playing? Why is he coming off the bench before Jordan Harris comes off the bench in games where Jordan Harris is healthy? I don't. Someone tell me, because I truly don't know. I don't understand it at all. Uh, so that's that's if I that would be my thing. I think if as we go into SEC play, man, I'm really hoping that Tom Crean starts to clamp down on some guys and starts to starts to roll with them. I think you'll definitely see that specifically on the road. I think the rotation gets a lot smaller on the road, so I think you'll see that this week. I really hope so, Daniel. But yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, 
any uh, any other big big thoughts? You when said you think about the basketball season. You said something very interesting to me uh, this week as we were watching games. I think the only thing that I want to talk about is just how prolific of a profile uh, Claxton is making for himself, and the ascension he has made, possibly of some draft boards and playing a, playing a future ball somewhere. Uh, I I don't think I really grasped that, but this guy this guy's good. I don't think we're really appreciating what he's doing this year. Yeah, no this this dude's good. He's he's really good at basketball, and I think I I told you as we were watching. I don't think he's we're gonna lose him after this year. Mm-hmm. I don't think. We're going to lose him after this year, but if we did, I do not think he will graduate from the University of Georgia. That's no. what I'm going to say. I he's going to be taking think, summer classes uh, some other yeah, time. Yeah, I think in his he's. Time. I think he's gone either this year or next year because uh, I just can't. Yeah, I can't see. I can't see a scenario where he and, and listen. It's going to be listen, Georgia fans. When, um, when uh, Trey Tompkins and Travis Leslie declare for the draft early, Georgia fans, you roll your eyes and you vomit because it's because they have no business going to the NBA. Right. They're not going to program back. Because they did that, and that's exactly what happened. But listen, when Nicholas Claxton goes to the NBA early, you celebrate, You'd be Georgia fans, mm-hmm. because all that's going to do is say, "Hey, everybody, look at what Tom Crean, this kid." Correct. Look, hey, everybody, it's not just kids at Marquette and Indiana who Tom Crean takes from nowhere and turns them into NBA stars, like. That Tom Crean does that too, correct? And and you think that's not going to matter for kids in Atlanta play basketball in their home state? Uh, you that's you need to think again because that's going to be uh it's going to be fantastic for yep. But I but I hope it's not after this year. Man. Man, I hope it's not after Gosh, this year. If so, oof, I don't, I don't want to imagine that scenario because it's going to be a dearth of uh, of rotation behind that. But yes, he's good. People enjoy what he is doing. He is putting himself and Georgia on a different tier. He's climbing that mountain, and I love it. He definitely is. Um, uh, I, I haven't seen him on any draft boards uh, early, but, but. But the season's got we got a long way to go. All right, and games like this weekend against number three Tennessee. Yeah, this is where it is. Listen, you don't you don't get on draft boards by dominating UMass. Okay. There, but but uh, also offense to UMass. But also all the offense to UMass. Why are right. we? Yeah, listen, this is Mark. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, that's, we'll be back. Um, recapping the Tennessee game, um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to see if my predicting robes 
Man, I, I hope they do, Daniel. I really hope they do. I really, really hope they do as well. Um, uh, real quick before we go, Clint. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we need to pour some do, fairly? Do I need to get a forty out somewhere, Daniel? Do I need to pour some? some some fairly significant news since the last time we recorded. And now, by now, this is like Sugar Bowl's happened and, um, you know, just so much. Justin Fields is in the midst of the Justin Fields saga and Sugar Bowl and all that. But um, since we last recorded, your boy, Mark Richt, has... Mm-hmm. He's hung him up. He is... He is retired... From the coaching, well documented, thanks to my son. If you're a uh, longtime listener to the podcast, you uh-huh. will know that my son has has aired a bit of of laundry uh, in my household. A little bit. And so uh, my wife is a big fan of Mark Richt, and so I will not be saying anything ill about him on this program or anywhere ever. Uh, so I'm going to let that just sit. Right, right. There. So let me let me pick up that mantle really quick and say, <laughs> Mark, just good for you, man. Good for you for knowing when it was time. Because he could have come back, Daniel, and he could have done some things and gone seven and six or, you know, whatever it was, eight and eight again. He could have done these things. But he decided, I don't, I don't want to be known like that. I want to be known as the third winningest head coach during the urban my all of those big guys that he had this third highest winning percentage at for a time in college football he wants to be known as that person not as the guy who tanked at miami for eight years a la randy shannon you know uh, good on him because yeah he, listen because he can't coach I, anymore daniel uh it's not it's 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 clear that he that something has happened and yes. he does not have the Listen, it takes a lot to be a college football head coach. You've got to have a ton of internal drive. Okay, They get paid a ton of money, so nobody feels sorry for them. But you've got to have a lot of gumption. Daniel, it has taken taken a man two medical retirements to finally get to the professor of integrity from being a head football coach. Okay, it takes a toll. That's right. That's absolutely absolutely true. Uh... Sometimes one one fault, fake faulty heart is not enough. You need more than one fake faulty heart. Uh, listen, Mark Rick step, has stepped down, and I'm not. Listen, I've never been one to. First of all, just there's so many people that notably on notably like national media people. Mm-hmm. That notably railroaded Georgia for the move to fire Mark Rick. Oh yeah, and hire Kirby Smart. Like, what could? How could Georgia possibly do better than this? Uh, and then notably, when Miami was doing well that first season, all the people that came out of the woodwork to say that Mark Rick was going to win a national championship at Miami before Kirby Smart did at UGA. How's that going? <laughs> How'd that predicting robes work out? for you burn those uh, but listen let me and let me finish with this let me finish with this uh if you are the university of georgia okay oh you you if you haven't done this already shame on you and you do it today since I, you're listening to this podcast i university like where we're georgia. going you reach out to mark Richt and you offer him a job in the athletic department today you offer him an, an administrative 
some type of just, I mean, just because, listen, and here's why you do it, Clint, because um, you do it because, number one, Mark Richt is a damn good dog. He is. And he was and is uh, for a very long time. Okay. Mark Richt uh, won multiple SEC championships at the University of Georgia. Do you know how many other coaches have won multiple SEC championships at the University of Georgia? Two. Two. It's not a long list, people. Two others. Do you know what one of them's name ain't yet? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kirby. Okay. He won two multiple SEC championships, uh, which puts him in elite Georgia coaching company. It does. Uh, and... And listen, you get, like, why would you not want Mark Richt around our players? That's like, there's no one in the world better at making young men's lives better than Mark Richt. That was the thing he was, he's, he's good at. So you give him a job where literally that's what he does. He doesn't have to recruit, and he doesn't have to coach, he doesn't have to call plays, but he just gets to make positive impact on young people's lives, which is all he really wants to do. And why would you not want him as an ambassador for the University of Georgia doing that? Look, if Mark Rick is just making ribs and grilling up some chicken and just having a meal with some players and just dripping some wisdom down from uh, from on high, let him do that thing, people. Listen, if that, if, I have to assume that it's either out of respect for Miami or because he turned or because he turned it down that's the reason that he's not already accepted the position has to be because surely we've reached out and made that offer i can't has i'm not be. saying make him the athletic director no. or something no. right just but give him a job like I mean, give, you let i mean we have a we have a <laughs> a facility named after him do we not no we i don't have, think so we don't have a facility named after him I don't think so. That that is an oversight. It needs to be corrected today, people. Didn't is he... there a facility? Is there a facility where we keep our ten win season trophies? Because if so, Cause... we got a monopoly on that. If so, that's the Margaret Memorial <laughs> uh, Gymnasium or whatever. Uh, no, I don't. No, we don't, listen. I'm not. Listen, I'm not saying make him the athletic All director, right. but you got to you got to give this man a job. Give him the opportunity to move back to God's country. Come to on. the world's greatest college town. If nothing, give, give some him pity on him. He's been in Florida, people. Come on. He has been in South Florida. Ugh. Good Lord. Can you even imagine? I know. No. What he's, ha- what he's had to endure. This is, a, this is a fallen hero returned from war. Come on. And we should treat him as such. Come on. That is, that's, that's all I got to say about the dearly beloved Mark Richt. Uh, Love it. All right. Clint, we'll be back next week. You got anything else for the people? Uh, between now I, and then i got nothing else for the people other than get excited for sec basketball uh don't lose hope on georgia football uh if you listen to blake he's got his predicting robes on you know what we should do daniel we need to partner with a company to make predicting robes if anybody's out there uh we gave a shout out because our, our twitter handle is now beautifully pictured with some graphics that are wonderful right and that was a, a dog fan came along did that if a dog fan out there has some like you know just some screen press if there's skills a, if there's a 
if there's a seamstress maybe <laughs> listening to the if to somebody, the to the podcast, somebody's into shearing some sheep and uh, making like, us some some robes. Somebody's good with a needle and thread. You do Golly, that. Golly, when we started when we started this podcast and started thinking about the swag that we would get, <laughs> I did not immediately think about robes. But Daniel, I would not have done the podcast if you had. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm just in it for the robes, guys. I'm just trying to get, I'm trying to get to the point where I get me some comped robes. Yeah. Uh, all right, Georgia it. fans, listen. There's light at the end of the tunnel, there is. and right now it's basketball. It's basketball season, mm-hmm. so the light is shaped like Nick Claxton. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk about the way that we beat Tennessee. Come on. All right, we'll talk to you then. See you.